Okay, <clears throat> good morning, Rabbi Isai. <clears throat> I know there was a little bit of a conflict this morning with the uh, Levi Briss. <clears throat> Tonight, Mirchem, Daf Mem Dalid, regular time at 9 o'clock, regular time this week, 9 o'clock, um, for every night through Thursday night, and Friday we'll try to do again Friday afternoon, and then Bli Nether again next Sunday morning to do Shabbos as Daf. Unless we're back in Shul by the Shabbos, um, but... It, We'll see. We'll play it by air. We'll see what happens. It doesn't seem like it yet, but Amir Tashem soon. We should only have Surahs Taibis, Shurahs, and Achamas. Another thing that I wanted to tell the island this morning was that um, I was thinking as we're going through, you know, I started already thinking about this during by Mamad Likin, but certainly now during Kirit, you know, these sugyas um, are, it's a, you know, part of Dafyami is that we're basically just scratching the surface a little bit, but there's inyanim to go into. Not that we have that much time to do it. You know, Baruch Hashem, we're all busy. Halavai, we had more time to learn, and Mishnah Hashem should give us the kaychas and the ability to learn. The more we make you teirasei kva and um, set, the more Hashem gives you the ability, right? If you call makabal of al teirah, mavir mimeno al malchus val The more a person is makabal upon himself, the yoke of teirah, Hashem removes from upon him the Omachs and all Darachar. So, Mirtashem, we should all be Zaychalakach by being Makabal upon ourselves, the yoke of Taira, and the consistency and the steadiness, etc. I'll call upon him, but what I was thinking was that I w- um, there are a lot of sugyas to go, every sugya is nice to go into, but certainly recently the sugyas of Shehir, Hazara, etc. And now we're getting to the sugyas of Mukta. Um, so, over Shabbos, Baruch Hashem, I had a little bit of time to go into some things. Um, and I was thinking that I would like to try to do Blinader on Matzah Shabbos. Do a 15, 20 minute shear on like a little bit of it, like the Daf Be'in. Meaning, I'm, I'm going to pick one of the blot of the week. We'll see whatever, you know, depending on the week, depending on, you know, where the, let's say, juiciest quote unquote sugiest are. Um, or whatever I have time for on Shabbos, whatever I have time to go into. It might not be every week, but I'm going to try to do it most weeks. And then after Shabbos, I'm going to post at a time that I'm going to do it. Whoever could join, good. And if not, even if no one joins, it's okay. Everyone's busy on Matzah Shabbos. People are, people are busy in general. And if not, I'm just going to record it and send it out to the Elam. Um, like I'm doing this morning, people are busy with the Simcha. Baruch Hashem. Um, so we're going to upload this also, and I'm going to try again also to get back into the recording. You know, once we started with Zoom, so I you do, I neglected the recording. You know, everything happened so quickly with this whole thing. But I'm going to try to get back into the recording this year. And Amir Hashem, we should all be mechazik ourselves and each other, and. Um, it should be Makoyim and us called Kabbalah of Alter Marvim Mimeno Al Machas Walder Acheretz, and we should continue stagging together. Okay, so we were on Membeis and Membeis about the Gemara that was um, that was relating to the mission of Einos and Klitachs and Er. Now, um, I just wanted to mention something related to Friday's shear. Um, so Rashi, we were talking about uh, again the halacha of the mission was ain't nice than You can't put a cleat under the ner lekalav by shaman. Rashi said two pshatim. Rashi said the first pshat was that ain't clean nittel b'shabes l'atzarach davar hanittel that a cleat could only be taken on shabes for something which could be nittel or aslavat kli mechanei. Now, as we're going to see in today's Gemara, it's machlokes in the Gemara what the reason is. Now, Rashi added on and not added on. Rashi explained the the, the second shot of aslavat kli mechanei. Rashi said some interesting words which needs a lot of ian. Um, I saw there's a Pnei Yeshua that speaks about it. Um, Taisa speaks about it a little bit. No, sorry, Taisa speaks about it. It's a, it's a different Indian you know, of the, the last halach of the Mishnah, the second halach of Mimnas Numa Ba'idiyai Mutter. Just as a side note, right? It's an interesting halach. What do you mean, Mutter? Mutter, you're putting it on Friday afternoon. Why shouldn't it be Mutter? So Rashi said a lashon of, you're allowed to put it there. Taisa says, Halashin Dachok. We should have said, Ba'idiyai Mnaisnin. The Mepharshim explained that you don't have to take it away. Once it's there, you don't have to take it away on Shabbos, and you may even be ushers to take it away. I'll call upon him, getting back to Rashi. So Rashi said, Rashi said, It's like he's for it, a makim, and being mechaber betit, because you're putting something mukta in it. Because it's mukta, something mukta is going to be in it, and you're not going to be allowed to move it anymore. And it's similar to a malacha, Sorry, I'm just putting this on airplane mode. I'm forgetting how to do this. It's similar to a malach. We said, which malach is it similar to? So I said, maybe Baina. Um, and then Yosef, Zoyim, and maybe Saiser. Then I said, maybe, I think what actually means, Dami Lamalacha is 
that maybe it's just it's it's similar to a, um, to a malach, and that was referring to any specific malach. The same way that mukta, the Rambam says, is um, there are a few pshatim in the Rambam. But there are the reasons for mukta, and one of the reasons is it's daimel malach. It's like a malach, and you don't want people. It's over. It's, it's zilzal and kavat shabbos, whatever it is. It's that's one of the reasons of mukta. A lot of us have that Maybe that's what Rashi means. It's daimel malacha. I saw that the Ritva says. I'll read you the lashon of the Ritva. I saw this on Shabbos. The Ritva says something which Yosef mentioned. Yes, he was mechavan to the Ritva. Apparently, um, the Ritva says. So I'm just opening it up over here. Daf membeis membeis. No, I only have. I don't. For some reason, I don't have the Meisrav Cook Ritva on Shabbos. I don't know why not. Um, I have to. I thought I did have it. I, have to, I couldn't find it yesterday. So Rashi. So the Ritva says. Perish Rashi's out. It looks like Sicer. Perak Basra. So I don't I couldn't find what Perak Basra because I'm saying this Ritva that I have, it doesn't say where in Perak Basra, meaning the last Perak of the Masakta, it says it's like it's Sicer. So y- Yosef was Mukhavin to the Ritva that what Rashi means or what Rashi in the last parak says, I don't know if Rashi means that over here, that it's like Saiser because giving Mavata Klimechana, you can no longer use it. It's like you are destroying a structure. So we're going to start from the Gemara again, just because all the Gemara is based on the beginning of the Gemara. Rav Chizda, Rav Chizda said, Membez, Membez after the Mishnah. We're going to review the last few lines that we did on Friday. Even though they say, you know, I put a kli under a tarnagoylas, under a chicken, to accept to receive its egg. But you allowed to put a kli on top of it so that it should not break. I'm Rabbi, Rabbi said, my time to Rav Chizda. So you're not allowed to put a kli under the tarnagoylas, but you're allowed to. Um, Put a kli on top of it. I'm Rav. My time to Rav Chizda. What's the reason Rav Chizda? Kasavar he holds. Tarnagoylas asuya lahatel beit sasa baashba. A tarnagoylas is asoy. It's usual to put to lay its egg in the garbage. Ben asuya lahatel beit sasa b'makam darman, and it's not usual for to to put it in a in a slanty place. Hatol matuya hitiru. They allowed hatol matuya. So if if it lays its egg in the ashba, they allowed that. Even though the beya is a davar shein nitzel b'shabes, even though the beya is something which is not nitzel b'shabes, you're still moving a kli, right? So one of the first that's going according to the first reason, this is what Rav Chizda holds that um, even though we hold ain't kli nitzel el tzarich davar hanitzel b'shabes, and I told him to you he tiru, but I told shein mitzuyu lo he tiru, and I told which is not usual, they will not matter. So in the place of the slanty uh, thing, when it's on an incline, so that's why you're not allowed to. Um, you're not allowed to, to cover it over then. Sorry, you're not allowed to put a cleat in a slanty place, like we said on Friday. But you are allowed to cover it in the place of. They were allowed to tell me to and not to tell So even though we hold and clean it till Shabbos, that's only. But they were not there. They had a dispensation for Hatzal and Mitsuya, they allowed. Unclear why. Rashi doesn't explain why. Unclear why. Dr. Gemara Vaita. Eisve Abaya. Abaya is the Kasha. One second. So we're going to ask about this now. Tais is asking about him. Shainim tzuyu loy tiru. Tais says v'had etznan v'had ain nice and klitachas aner lekabel shemen. How can we now put a klitachas aner lekabel shemen? I it should be hatzol mitzuya. It's about usual that oil drips down. So Tais says chashiv hatzol shainim tzuyu v'yishet tarn sheregilim loaylam lus is klitachas aner mibayd yoyim. Because you ruggle to do it by your So that's called the Hatzal Shein Matsuya. Chiddush Taisvis. Even though it's ruggle for the oil to drip down. But since people usually put it on before Shabbos, that's called Hatzal Shein Matsuya. By, by a chicken with an egg, you don't know where the chicken's going to be on Shabbos. You can't, you're not tracking its movements. You don't know where it's going to be exactly, precisely at the time when it's going to lay the egg. So that's called Hatzal Matsuya. You, you can never say you should have put the the um, the clee down before because until the egg is laid, you don't know where it's going to be laid. You don't know when it's going to be laid. You, don't, you can't put the, also you can't put the clee on top of it. The, the the egg's not there yet. The egg's not there yet. And the um 
there's nothing to do about it until on Shabbos. Fine. Did they not allow Hatol, which is not usual? By the time we learned in the Brisa. If a barrel of Tevel wine. So again, Tevel is something which none of the um, Matanas were taken off of it. No, no, no Trumas, no Maestras, that's what Tevel is. Tevel, um, and you had a barrel of wine of Tevel, which, which broke <coughs> on the top of your roof. That's where they used to store it a lot. Maybe clay. You're allowed to put bring a clay and put it underneath it. And the Gemara's Havamino, the Rashi says, It's not usual for a barrel to break like that. New barrels, it's more usual that they'll break. Ace we have we asked another question. Nice and You're allowed to put a clee. The Bryce says you're allowed to put a clee under the nair, which we'll bring down this again in a minute. Um, under the nair, the kabel nitzaitz, we will the sparks. So we're assuming the havamina that sparks are not usual. Like the Gemara, nitzaitz is not The Gemara's maskan is no nitzaitz are also usual. Look at Rashi. Nitzaitz shall heves hanaytavis ben aner kadesh lo yidlak mashatachta v'yavakav the nitzaitz lematalti v'lo shchichi. So the Gemara answers no, it is shchichi. Nitzaitz is not mishchichi. Nitzaitz are it's usual to have sparks that you're catching. Now the Gemara is going to talk about this again in a second, in a, in a different sense. Ace let's give you a kasha. Kaifin Kara, another question about this Hatzal Shenimutsuya Lahitiru. I will get the Gemara is asking that we're going to see Hatzal Shenimutsuya Hitiru. Ace Vail, let's give you a kasha. Kaifin Kara, Haner. Shalom Yoichaz Bekaira. You're allowed to be Kaifa. You're allowed to um, cover a. Put a ka'ara, sorry, to cover a put a ka'ara, put a bowl on top of a ner, so that it should not ignite the beam. So, and we're assuming this is not usual. We're talking a low house that it's usual for the fire to catch, so it is usual. Gechini is nemuchen, Rashi says, is low. One nusach says, so now the Gemara is another kasha, and in some girsois it says in the side, nusach acher toshma, v'chein karshen ishbara, so to a beam that broke, you're allowed to support the beam with a bench or with bedboards, and we're assuming that too is unusual, and we're still seeing that we're allowing you to move something. A kli could still be nittel. Even in the case of Loish Again, all these kashas are the same thing. We see that a kli is nittel for a davar she'enay even in something which is Loish Chichi. And the Gemara is answering, no, it is Chichi. And it goes back to what we said, Hatzol Metsuyi Hitiru, Hatzol She'enay Metsuyi Loish Hitiru, uh, you know, we're going with new beams that it's usual that it breaks, though it is usual. Tashma, one of the Nishais has nice and clean takas at laf b'shabes. You're allowed to put a kli under the drippage of rain on Shabbos. So that too is unusual. So we see you're allowed to move a kli. Let's talk about any nittel b'shabes because the rain water would be considered mukta because there's no use for it. A new house that would be usual that you have drips because maybe the roof wasn't fully cemented in, things aren't fully in place, so it's normal to have a drip over there. Interesting. We usually associate drips with like old houses, um, maybe in the olden days, but the newer houses when things weren't, you know, or sometimes even when you get a new roof, they didn't, they didn't um, fully um, test it out yet. It's fine. Good. Now, all of this was going now according to um, Rabba. Rabba said that the reason of Rav Chizda, the Rav Chizda said that um, you're allowed to put a kli, even though you're not allowed to put a kli under the Goylas, the Kabbal Beit Sasa, um, you're allowed to be kaifa lekli shleishav. And Rabbi said the reason of Chizda is because at Tarnagarlus asuyu lahat beitzas ba'ashu that Hatzolam that the reason is ain't kli nitl el tzarech davar hanitl b'shabes. And 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 there's a dispensation for a case of hatzol mitzuya and not hatzol she'ena mitzuya. 
Rabbi Yosef Amar, but the, but the reason was ain't clean until it's served around it. Which I was Rabbi Yosef Amar in the time of Rav Chizur. Rabbi Yosef gives a whole different reason, which is really the second reason of Rashi in the Mishnah. Rashi in the Mishnah gave both these reasons, both Rabbi and Rabbi Yosef. Rabbi Yosef in the time of Rav Chizur. The following is the reason of Rabbi Chizur. Mishum to kumavatel klimei chanoi. The reason why Rav Chizur holds that you're not allowed to put a kli under the chicken. It's also because that's called being mavatel klimei chanoi. Right, that's like the second shot of Rashi in the Mishnah by the Nair. You are being mavatel a kli from being prepared this kli before you put it under the egg was able to be used for anything and now when you're putting it under the egg the egg is mukta and since the egg is mukta whatever is being whatever bowl it's in is mukta right if you have something mukta on top inside of a bowl the bowl is obviously mukta as well so you're being mavatel a kli mehechanoi and that's the reason but if you're putting a kli on top of an egg you're not being mavatel a kli mehechanoi because the the kli is not a clay kibble for the egg it's just covering it over and protecting it so that's the reason you don't have to get involved hatzal mitzuya hitiru. We're going in a slanty place. That's all. Any mitzuya hitiru. You don't have to go on to that. You could just say the reason why you're, allowed, you're not allowed to put it underneath because you're being mavatal klimeichanoi. You're allowed to put it over it because you're not being mavatal klimeichanoi. So Nachmor, Rabbi Yosef, Rabbi Yosef says six lines from the top of Mem Kimel Medalf. Hannah Tamer, Rabbi Chizda, following is the reason Rabbi Chizda, Mishum the Kamavatel Kli Mehechanoi, because you are being Mavatel a Kli from its Hachano, from its um, prepared usage, because now you can't use it anymore. Eisvi Abaya, Abaya is the Kasha on Rabbi Yosef. Again, we're going to bring down a lot of the prices that we mentioned before. The questions that we asked on Raba, we're now going to ask on Rabbi Yosef. On the same reason, Abay asked the question, a barrel of table that, that was broken. Again, a barrel of table wine that broke on Shabbos. Maybe you're allowed to bring another clean and put it underneath it. And the wine's going to fall into it. And the wine is mukta because the wine was not is not prepared from before Shabbos. Um, we didn't know that it was going to break. No, sorry. And it's not considered Muchan because it's Tevel in the Havamina of the Gemara. Since it's Tevel, you're not allowed to take off Matna's Kahuna. You're not allowed to separate Trumas and Maestros on Shabbos. And since you're not allowed to separate Trumas and Maestros on Shabbos, so it's not drinkable. Tevel's not drinkable. So, um, so why are you allowed to catch the, the wine in another Kli? You're being Mavata Kli Mechanai. This new barrel that you're bringing, or this new pitcher that you bring, whatever this kli is, this new bowl, uh, bottle that you're bringing to put the wine in, you bring mavatel kli mei because you're putting inside of it tevel and tevel's mukta. Zok no, he holds not like that. The Rabbi Yisuf held tevel muchan oetel shabbos. Tevel is muchan oetel shabbos. It's not mukta. Why? Shem over betikrem besukon. If a person was over on the gzeres chachamim and he was masakin it and he took off the trumas and on shabbos, it's considered masukon. So mela. Even though you're not allowed to do it, so but still, since if you did do it, you were over the and you did it, you would make it drinkable. That's not called mukta. Tashma, we'll go with the Tashma garrisons and all these. They're all new um, questions. Nice and clear. And again, we're gonna, it's most of the stuff that we brought down before that we asked on Rabbi. Now we're asking Rabbi Yisuf's pshat. Rabbi Yisuf, we said the pshat on Rav Chizda is that there's yimavata klimei which is why it's only usher when you're putting it underneath the egg, and now when you're putting it on top of the egg. And we're asking all these kashas to show. I we see your, these prices seem to indicate that you're allowed to be mavatel klimei chanoi. So Tashma, nice and clear. Tachas and Eilakav and Itzaitzes. You're allowed to put a kli under the nair to be mavatel and Itzaitzes. Either Itzaitzes the sparks are mukta, um, and you be mavatel klimei chanoi. Rav Hanabrei, Rav Yishua, and Itzaitzes ain't bad mamish. Itzaitzes regarding the halachas of mukta is ain't bad mamish. Since the sparks fall into the bowl and then they totally disintegrate, that's not called mukta. I mean, you're not being mavatel klimei chanoi. Tashma b'chein karshin isbra a beam that broke. Same chanaisa b'saf slo baruch samita. You're allowed to support this beam with a bench or with bedboards. And the gemara is have a mean is look at Rashi quickly. Kasal kadai the halfway down Rashi. Shema had to kaiy shavani yachol shavlit loy. It's a practical thing. The have a mean is that you're making it tight. Mahadka is you're sticking, you're squeezing this the aruches hamita or the saf or the bench in tight, and you're not going to be able to use it anymore. The gemara answers the rafi. No, you're putting it in softly. That you will be able to take it back. So now this Gemara's question and answer seems like more of a practical thing. That you bring mavata klimei is not only a halachic thing when you're putting a kli in a, a compromising situation where there's mukta on top of it. 
It seems like from Rashi, it's more of a practical thing that it's squeezed in tight and you can't get it. The Gemara says, no, it's very soft. It's, it, you're able to, to, to take it out. Not that it's actually being makabal, the the kaira that's on top of it. That's what it seems like from Rashi. Um, yeah, maybe the other Rishonim say otherwise. It, yeah, maybe, maybe not. The person's letter again. This is another Bryce that we brought down before, also regarding um, when we said when we when we were going in in Rav, in Rabbis pshat that the pshat Rav Chizda was that a kli could only be nittel b'sarich davar nittel b'shabbos. But now we bring it down also the Gabi Rav Yosef's pshat that you know let it be mivatel kli mehechanoi. Tashma, nice and clean. That was for Shabbos. You're allowed to put a kli under a drippage on Shabbos. So I can mark, but laugh her right. We're talking about a drippage of rain, which is still um, use it fit for consumption. It didn't get dirty. You're still able to drink it. Mimela, it's not mukta. So the habmin was that it's not drinkable, and the maskana is no, it is drinkable. Tashma, kofin is a salafin You're allowed to turn over a basket in front of chickens, in front of birds, that they should chicks that they could go up and down. You know, to get to their nest or whatever, wherever they have to go. I once had a case like that in my pool. I once had, we had ducks. It wasn't on Shabbos, I don't think. Or maybe it was, I don't think it was on Shabbos. There were ducks, little ducklings, stuck in my pool, and they couldn't get out. So I made like a little raft for them, and they ended up climbing climbing out. It was very cute, actually. They ended up, it became like a toy. They started going in and out. It was, it was funny, but it seems like so that would be the same kind of case. I don't think that was on Shabbos, but it may have been. I don't remember. But we see you're allowed to do that. Covenant itself and Afrach and Chialvier do. You're allowed to turn over the basket in front of the chicks. That they should go up and down. So it's and seemingly you're making this and you're being mavato klimei The gemara says havmina is you're making the basket unusable, usable, unusable because balichaim generally are mukta. So gemara no kasavar he holds mutal taltli. You're allowed to move the sal. Um, that you're turning up and down because once the chicks are off of it, you're not being because it's only a temporary kind of thing. It's not something that's, that's not called they're just using it as a ladder. It's not something that the muktza is lying in permanently. I learned in the Bryce that Bryce that said you're not allowed to move this basket. That's when the chicks are still on it. Then it's a bus aser. Then you're not, not going to be allowed to move. I would learn to the Brisa, even though they are not oidon alav, even though the chicks are still not on it, it's aser. That case that we said, even though the chicks aren't on it, you're not allowed to move the basket, that would be in a case when the chicks were on it the whole entire duration of the Bein Hashemashas. And then you have the halach of the concept of since it was mukta during Bein Hashemashas, since during Bein Hashemashas the chicks were upon it, and at that time it was a bus little Dabra Aser, at that time you were to klima hechanoi. So it's katsoi l'kulo yaima. Good. Rav Yitzchak is arguing on Rav Chizda. Rav Chizda again said, you're not allowed to put a kli underneath, you're allowed to put it over. And we had two pshat in Rav Chizda. The first pshat was Rabbi's pshat, that a kli can only be nittle tzorcht over a nittle. The second pshat was Rav Yitzchak's pshat, uh, Rav Yitzchak is being more machmer. Rav Yitzchak is arguing with Rav Chizda, and he's saying, just like you're not allowed to put a kli to be makabal the egg, so too so do you're not allowed to um, put a kli on top of it so that it doesn't break. Kosover, Rav Yitzchak holds, ain't kli nittel eldar nittel b'shabes. A kli cannot be moved. Only first time, right? It can't be the second shot. It can't be Rav Yitzchak's shot. Uh, being because then uh, if it's on top of it, you're not being It's just protecting the egg. It's not touching the mukta even possibly. Um, it's just it's a right. You think if you have a big salad bowl over an egg to make to protect it from the elements, but it's not tight. So, but Rabbi Yitzchak holds a kli can only be nittel and where he argues on Rabbi that he holds there's no dispensation, there's no heter for hatzala mitsuya hitiru. We don't hold of that. Mesil was Kalani to Yuftu. So they asked Rav Yitzchak all these kashas. They asked him all the kashas that we asked both on Rav Chizda and both, sorry, both on Rabbi and Rav Yitzchak. If all these kashas would be applicable to him also, because all these b- b- brises 
seem to indicate that a kli could be nidl tzarech davar nidl b'shabes. Now, even though he could have answered a lot of them with the same reason that it's no, that's um, sorry, he could have answered the most recent ones. He could have said that. It is for a Dabar HaNittal, like, right, he could have answered some of them that the rainwater is usable, that the Tevel is not really Muktzah, it is usable, but he wouldn't have been able to answer all of them. Um, and he answered, But Yitzhak had a different angle. He held that in all these cases, the reason why you're allowed to do what you're doing is because originally you moved the Kli, the Tzarech Mekaymai. So Tzarech Mekaymai is, this is the first time we're coming across it. So if a person, um, if there's something which is Muktzah, but a person needs the place that it's in, let's say a person's, um, let's say there are rocks, so I'm going to put them on top of a person's desk that he wants to learn on on Shabbos. You let him move the rocks away because it's Tarek Mekayimai. Now, all these cases of... Now, okay, we're going to see rocks soon. Rocks are usually Muktzah. We mentioned this on Friday also. Unless you designate them from before Shabbos, or we'll see again in a second, the rocks of a Beisakise in the olden days. We're talking about rocks that are Muktzah, or whatever, some, some other Muktzah item. I didn't want to say computer, because if you're touching a computer, you might... And a computer which is on, you may end up doing electricity, which is a separate thing. But I'm talking about regular Muktzah kind of thing, that it's Muktzah because you don't have a usage for it. You're allowed to move to Latarach Mekaymai. And in all these places, Rabbi Yitzhak would say, you moved to Latarach Mekaymai, which means you had a header to move that. Once you move to Latarach Mekaymai, you're allowed to put, let's say, you move the jug of the empty jug, Latarach Mekaymai. Then you're allowed to, then you see that your barrel broke on the roof of Tevel 1, you're allowed to put it underneath. You moved the basket, Latarach Mekaymai, you're allowed to put it up by the checks. You moved the. Um, the bowl, the tzarech mekayimai, because you needed the place that the bowl was in, and then you're allowed to put it under the drippage on Shabbos. You move the beam, you move the aruchas hamita, you move the bedboards because you needed the place, and so then you're allowed to do with it. Whatever, then you're allowed to put it wherever you want. Good. Tashma, I'll bring you a raya. Whether an egg that was born on Shabbos or an egg that was born on Yantiv, you're not allowed to move it. You're not allowed to move it to cover a kli. So Rashi says, using it like as a cork. Or to support bedboards. Seemingly, you would put, I don't know how you're using an egg to support bedboards. Um, but you're using it somehow. Either you're getting it exactly balanced or you're put it, putting it in a certain place. You're using the egg you need to support the bedboards. But you're allowed to um, cover, put a clea on top of it so that it does not break. So why are you allowed to put a clea on top of this egg that was born on Shabbos, this egg is Muktzah, this egg is Neulad, because it was born on Shabbos, born on Yatzah. Again, Neulad is a more Chamerdik case of Muktzah that even some who do not hold the Muktzah, they hold of Neulad. The Gemara in the beginning of Mesechlis Be'ah talks about that, which we will get to, Amir Tashem, in um, a year or so. Um, yeah, but you're allowed, so we see you're allowed to put a kli on top of it, which is well, it's a kasha, or a bitzchak, which is says a kli can only be nittle, because over here, over here we see that a kli is being nittle, tzarech darish, any nittle. So to over here, you move this kli, tzarech mekaymai, this bowl, let's say, and, um, once you move the tzarech mekaymai, you're allowed to, um, cover the egg with it, like we answer, like Rebitzik would answer all the questions of above. And that, yeah, Tashma, I'll bring you a right. Parts of Machzalis, I'll be having a Shabbos. You're allowed to spread Machzalis mats on top of stones on Shabbos in order to protect the stones. Ice stones are mukta, and you're moving something. You're moving something for the purpose to protect something which is not movable, which Rebitzik said you're not allowed to do. So, like the no Bavanim Korzalos, we're talking about flat stones. The Chazil Beis Akise that they use you. That they're usable for the bathroom. That's what people used to use in the olden days to clean themselves after going to the bathroom. But they would only use the smooth stones, like where the, like the halacha says, you know, I use jagged stones. It's not safe. So they use the smooth stones. So these smooth stones are usable on Shabbos. They are not mukta, and therefore you're allowed to move the machzalos to protect the, these kind of stones. Tashma, you have to know what the chiddush in that is. If, right? if it's not mukta, why why wouldn't you be allowed to move parts of machzalos? You're allowed to spread mats on top of bricks on Shabbos. So, and bricks are not are mukta Because bricks, you're not allowed to build on Shabbos or anything. So obviously they're mukta because they're set aside for a dover ha'asr. 
We're talking about bricks that have been left over from a binyan, from a building project. They had leftover bricks. The chazim lemizgalai, so they're not set aside for building anymore. They're roi lemizgalai. Rashi says to, to lean on. Rashi says they were use they right like we just got finished with the the, the sugyus of Haseba. Look at the bottom. Rashi shakol hasabasa and kachaisa. Um, we don't know exactly how they used to lean. They leaned in a very comfortable way. Uh, this year, Baruch Shem, I had an armchair that moved back. That um, that you know went back. So I, there was a better kind of leaning than usual, more comfortable. But they that's the way they used to always eat or often used to. Right? We say in the Manashtana, sometimes very often they would eat Masuban. Like you see, like the mission, like we learned in Masechlis Brachas. Hey, Sebu We said that if they leaned, it shows that, it shows that they're eating together. And we had Brachas. But Sebu was a very normal. That was part of the way that they often ate, especially by a chash v'suda. So these bricks um, are roi. Somehow they used them to lean on while they were eating. Maybe they were eating on the floor, or maybe they were propped up against something. Good. So I'll go upon them again. They're not muktzah these bricks, and that's why it's not a kasha on Rabbi Yitzchak uh, because the kli is being you, because you're moving the machtelas, the mat. Let's You're allowed to spread a mat on top of a beehive on Shabbos um, when it's sunny because of the sun. So you're protecting the bees from the sun. When it's raining because of the rain, you're protecting the beehive from the rain. As long as you do not have kavana. To trap the bees, because then you would be over the rice of tzad. So So we see alkapanim. You're allowed to move the machzals. You're allowed to use the mat. Um, you're allowed to move the mat. The beehive and the bee uh, is mukta. Um and you're moving the mat which is mukta. So it's a kasher and beehive. We're talking that the beehive has honey in it, and since the honey is usable for Shabbos, the honey is not mukta. So it's not called that you're moving something with tzarich davrish and nitzel b'shabbos. Armel Ravok from Yemeshan Ravashi. Ravok from Yemeshan said to Ravashi, "Tainach b'maysachama." This is good during the um, sunny days, during the summer days. The ika top of our base, the ika dvash that you have honey in it. But in the winter days, that you do not have honey in it. In the beehives, what could you say? I, you, you say you, you're moving the machzals, the mat, for something which is davish and in it, because it's mukta, because there's no honey in it. So, um, even during the winter days, they would leave two chalais, two honeycombs, um, two like bricks of honey, two honeycombs in it for the bees to eat. And the male, it's not mukta. Look at Rashi, stay chalais. Kohaka veris, oisin oisa had varim chalais chalash or tzaviches dvash. The shaibuk shuridin has menichem ashtaim. She isparnus umayhan had varim koli maisak shamim. The person who owns the beehive would leave. Two, when they removed all the honey, they would leave two honeycombs so that the bees could eat from them. Although you call you myself shaman, like we learned in America, that was the usual process. I, these two honeycombs are mukta. Look at Rashi again. Lidvairim, they're muktzas. They're set aside for the for the for the for the bees. Hader havle it's so it's a good, again a darush anytal. Good, you have honeycombs in there. It's edible for people. But the reason why you leave the honeycombs in there are for the bees to eat during the winter. And sorry, you're allowed to move And so we see that you're allowed to move a mat because the beehive again is mukta during the mitzvah Even though there's honeycombs over there. Um, even though there's honeycombs, still it, it, it's um, it's it's set aside for the bees, so it's muktzes. That the person, the person, he thought about them on Friday afternoon. He said he's putting even though these bee, these honeycombs are there for the bees, he may eat them on Shabbos. He thought about them. He designated them in his mind, which is how you get rid of muktzo often, right? If you decide, like we mentioned on Friday, like these rocks are going to be used to throw on Shabbos. Now I'm not obviously not advocating doing that, but if a person does. Right in his mind, a person 
is thinking about something, even though usually a person would not use that thing on Shabbos, he's thinking, okay, this hammer, well, forget about a hammer, because that might be um, usable anyway for nuts, but whatever, something which is usually muktzah, the stomach says muktzah, like rocks, and he decided he's gonna be, he may use it on Shabbos, so then it's not muktzah anymore, so again, the person thought about it before Shabbos, that he may eat this honeycomb on Shabbos. Fourth line from the top. But if the person did not think about this honeycomb before Shabbos, is it going to be usher? Um, it's going to be usher to move the machzal. It's going to be usher to move the mats for the bi'avi. If so, that which you learned later on in the brisa. As long as the person does not have kavana to trap, why do we have to go into this new case of a person having kavana to trap? We should make the machlekes within its we're our own parameters, like the gemara often asks. We, we we want to keep the machlekes in in the house, um, within the the, the Indian that we're talking about, and for the fact that we didn't, it seems to indicate there wouldn't be a machlekes about it, right? Left like listening to you have a machlekes right here. You don't have to branch out into tzad. These are machlekes that we have to tell you about over here. By medvar, the brises should have said When do we say that you're allowed to move the mat on Shabbos for the honeycombs? That's only when you had machshava about them that you made it on Shabbos. But if you didn't think about them, it will be aser because then it's mukta. So Dr. no, the reason why we want to tell you about sod, the brises wanted to tell you even though a person had kavana about the honeycombs that he made them on Shabbos. Even though, even even then, uh, you shouldn't think it's carte blanche. It's totally mutter. You have to be careful. You have to have kavana not to trap the bees when you're spreading the mat on top of the beehive. Good. Excuse me one second. Ah. Uh. Who's the town of this b'risa? Irab Shemin. If you can say it's Rab Shemin, Leslie Mukta. Rab Shemin does not hold of Mukta like we had before. Rab Shemin is much, much more makel when it comes to Mukta. Rab Shemin holds, basically, and we'll see more about Rab Shemin in Mukta. Rab Shemin basically he holds that it's innocent until proven guilty. Unless a person, it's the opposite. It's everything is mutter. If there's some use for it on Shabbos, you're allowed to use it. Unless a person is makatzet me daitoi banish from before. He's saying this is only for right. So he might hold. Rabbi Shimon might hold of muktzamachim zechizar and kiss. This shechita knife is only for shechting an animal and on Shabbos you're not allowed to shech, so you wouldn't be allowed to use it. Maybe Rabbi Shimon is much generally. Rabbi Shimon does not hold of muktzah. In a case of where it has some Eruption Shimon, Leslie Mukta. If it's Rab Shimon, so why do we have to it's a Rashi look at Rashi. Erub Shimon Amar Lama Lila Ukmebishakhishev why do we have to establish the case that a person thought about it before Shabbos that he might eat the honeycomb? Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of mukta in this kind of case. Rabbi Shimon doesn't hold of mukta. Rabbi Shimon holds since this honeycomb is edible, so mela, it's not mukta. You don't have to think about it before Shabbos. Yeah, there's a use to it. Rabbi Yehuda, if it's Rabbi Yehuda who holds of mukta, and so Fractigamar, another question, Kiloi Miskavid Mayhavi, if it's Rabbi Yehuda and mela, that's why you have to think about it before Shabbos in order to make it not mukta. You have to think about this honeycomb before Shabbos that you may use. It, but still, we have another question because there's another sheet of Rabbi Yehuda that's going to come into cl- conflict. If a person does not have kavana to trap, how is that okay? Rabbi Yehuda holds. So even though Rabbi Yehuda holds a muksa, Rabbi Yehuda also holds. So if you're trapping, you're trapping. It doesn't make a difference if you have kavana to trap, not kavana to trap. So it can't be Rabbi Yehuda. Dr. Marlon and Rabbi Yehuda. No, really, it's Rabbi Yehuda. My overvatchelay is Kavan Lotso. And what do we mean at the end of the Bryce when it says, as long as you don't have Kavana to trap? You should not make it like a trap. We're not talking about the person's Kavana. Overvatchelay is Kavan Lotso over here is not supposed to be taken literally in terms of the guy's Kavana. Meaning, Overvatchelay is Kavan Lotso. Do not do it in a way that you can end up trapping it. You shouldn't make it like a trap. You should leave some space. Um, when you're putting the mat on, you should leave some space in the um, on, on, when you're putting the mat on, so that the bees should not be trapped by default. Good. Look at Rashi. You should leave a space that they're able to get out, so that they shouldn't be trapped by kisui. Ravashi is going back, right? The Gemara said before, excuse me, the Gemara said before that 
the Brisa said, "Person Machtalas Gabi Kaveris Varim B'Shabbos B'Chaim Neachem B'Kshem Neachshamim." And the Gemara is the whole question. The whole reason we got into this discussion was that we were assuming that B'chamah B'neachamah was B'maysachamah B'maysachamah and we said Tainach B'maysachamah that there's honeycombs that there's, there's honey in the in the um, that there's honey in the beehive and that's why it's not Muktzah so that's why it's not going to be a kasher on Rabbi Yitzchak because you're moving the Machtelas the Tzarech Dabar HaNitl B'Shabbos because it's not Muktzah because there's, be, there's honey in it but in B'Maysak Shem in the winter what are you going to do? There's no honey in it so we had to say no you left honeycombs over there then we got into a whole shile of honeycombs or honeycombs Muktzah because honeycombs are usually used for just for the bees we said no you had Machshav on it you thought about it before and Zerub Shem Rabbi Huda, this whole discussion so Ravashi's saying no let's Ravashi's backing it up Ravashi's saying this whole discussion doesn't start because it's never Muktza because that which we said look inside in the Gemara now Ravashi Yamar 12 lines from the top approximately did we say we didn't say the summer and the winter and in the mail we had the question that there's no honey over there we had to get involved in the discussion of honeycombs we learned in the sun uh, when it's sunny you're spreading the map because to protect it from the sun when it's rainy you're spreading it on top of the honey of the beehive because of the rain and when are we talking we're talking about during Nisan and during Tishrei when it could be both sunny and rainy that's why we're picking Yemi Nisan and Yemi Tishrei that you could have both right during the summertime in Eretz Yisrael there's no rain but we're talking about Yemi Nisan and Yemi Tishrei when there could be rain and there could be sun. And there is honey. So Mamela, it's all good. You don't have to say um the and there's honey, all that's what we're talking about. We're talking about during these times of the year. Good. Armal Rev Sheshes, Rev Sheshes said to his Talmidim, Puku Amru Leila Rabbi Yitzchak, go out and say to Rabbi Yitzchak, who said, right, he argued on Rabbah, and Rabbi Yitzchak, and Rabbi Yitzchak said, and clean it to and he did not give an exception for the case of, um, what's, uh, of, Davar Hamatzoi, not Davar Hamatzoi, Hatzal Mitzuya, go ahead and, and say to Rabbi Yitzchak, Kfar Tergum, Rav Huna, Lashmaitzich, Bebavel, Rabbi Yitzchak was in Eretz Yisrael, Rav Huna and Bavel already said like you, who's mechavim to you, you're to each other. Dharm Rav Huna, that ain't clean it all, it's not going to be Rav Huna, because Rav Huna said, Um, you're allowed to make a mechitza for a dead body, for a mace. Bishvilchai, because of a live person, they nice mechitzel mace which fill mace, and you're not allowed to make a mechitzel mace which fill mace. Which the Gemara is going to explain in a second what that means. You're allowed to make a mechitzel for a mace which fill chai. Meaning there's a certain trick that a person's allowed to do. If Leilanu, there's a person, there's a mace lying in the sun, and a person wants to protect the mace from the sun, he doesn't want the body to decompose. There's a certain trick, a way that a person can make a mechitzel for the mace to block the mace from the sunlight. But you have to do it which fill chai. He has to do it for for himself. So we see a mace is mukta, so you're not allowed to move a uh, machitza, which is not mukta. You're allowed to, not allowed to move a kli. Only the tzarich daran nitl b'shabes. You have to you have to move it for the live person. Fracts where am I he? How do you do that? What does it mean? It's you're allowed to do b'shvul the chay, but not b'shvul the mace. Don't remember from Baruch Yehuda. Chayyantan Shilo Imari mace amutal b'chama. A mace which is amutal b'chama. He's lying in the sun, and again you don't want the body to decompose. You have two people come, and they sit on the side of the mace in order to shield the mace. Um, right, not in order to shield the mace, this is all part of the trick. Rash says, We want them to get hot. Okay, so two people go and they sit next to the mace. It becomes hot for them. Milamata from below, meaning it's, it's they're sitting on the hot ground. So okay, they could each bring for themselves a bed, and they sit on the bed. Again, obviously we're talking about when there's not a rishus around. We're not talking about isurim of haitzo. We're talking about it's in a backyard or whatever the case is. It's in chutzar. Um, it's a place where there's where there's a, a um, what's it called? There's a tzuras apesach. There's an area, whatever the case might be. But the only isurim here, the problem would be mukta of bringing something l'tzarek the mace. So you bring each person brings a meat and he sits on it. So this way it's not hot for them. Uh, they're not sitting on the hot ground anymore. But then it starts getting hot for them from above. Maybe a machteles. So then they could bring mats. Who personal they spread the mats on top of them and now they're cool because they needed the machtzalas for, for themselves so they're not getting hot from the sun then what happens then they decide you know what I want to go inside I want to, I want to go inside and learn 
Um, so Zezaykiv Mitasai, this person stands up his bed. You don't have to leave the bed in the position that it's in. And he disappears. He goes on his on his way. He also stands up his bed. And the Machtelas now is leaning on the bed, which is standing upright. Uh, comes out that a mechitza is made on its own. So it comes out you made a mechitza for the mace, but really you didn't. You made it for the chai because you now just do it for the mace. So you're even though the person, the people's kavana is, they wouldn't necessarily go sit out there. But you're allowed to do that because you're not doing any, anything wrong, and you're doing it before the kavod mace. You did. Um, so but, I'm, forget about what I just said before the kavod mace. But you're allowed. You're allowed to do that. You're allowed to do something before the chai, even though your eventual goal is for there to be a mechitza for the mace. Machtelis for the mace to protect it from the sun. You're allowed to do that. So this is what we mean. The kli could only be nittal for the chai who is not mukt. The person is allowed to cover himself from the heat. He's allowed to bring out a bed so that his body doesn't get get hot. And then the bed's eventual purpose is going to be so that the machtelis, so the mats, stand, uh, are able to lean on the beds that are outside anyway. So all you're doing is changing the position of the bed, which is okay. Um, so yeah, so this is right, Rabbi Yitzchak. Look at Rashi. So that the so that the mat is lying on it. And so to the other person, comes out. You have a made on its own. And the people want Rashi says we Davka said that why do they sit on the ground first? Why do you have to do that tactic first? Because you want the beds to be there first. And then the machtelas to spread upon them for the shade. Why can't you? Couldn't you do the shade for? Why can't you bring the machtelas first, the mat first, and then the beds after? Because you're holding the because you're holding the mats in your hand. Because you're allowed to do it from above to below. But to bring beds in the beginning, that would be, be more derech binyan. We want you first to be holding the beds in the, you're sitting on the bed and you're holding the mats in the air that's called that'll be okay but but if you would first bring out the mats let's say because first you're, first you're getting hot from above you bring out the mats and then you start building it that way Sorry, then you bring out the beds after that would be a problem because that would be called and that would be a problem good this is a riot. So that's so. Um, Rav Sheisha said, "Go tell Rabbi Yitzchak that Rav Huna said, said the same halach and bava." We see that he was makbid that you can't bring a machitza for the mace. You have to bring a dafka for the chai because ain't clean it all. Tzarech davar nitel b'shabes. Now, once the Gemara got into the sugya of bringing something which a mace, the Gemara brings down a, uh, a related price. In we learn mace a mace who's motel b'chama. And again, lying in the sun, and you don't want anybody to be composed. You are allowed to transfer him from one, to, and he's on a bed apparently. You're allowed to transfer him from one bed to another bed. So that's called, is, um, you're doing a Bashino, you're doing a Derech Agav, you're doing, it's, um, you're not doing a direct mukta. You're doing a bishinoi. It's it, it, it's total manatzad. The gemara is going to call it in, in a second. So you're allowed to do it that way. You bring it. You 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 flip him from bed to bed until he's inside. Until he's out of the sun. You put a child or a loaf of bread on the mace or on the bed. Seemingly, he's on the bed over here. Um, you're putting it on the bed. So, it's not just the bus, it's the bus, it's the bus, and you're to, then you're allowed to move the bed. So, where you have availability, you have a child or you have a loaf of bread, everyone would agree that it's mutter to carry the mace that way because then it's not strictly a bus, it's a bus, which is allowed. Keep playing the Leslie. When do we when do they argue if you don't have a kikar or a tinaik? Are you allowed to um, be mahapach the the person the, the mace mimita lamita? Are you allowed to do it that way? Maris ever told him not sad shmei total. The machlekes is one holds. Tiltal Minhatsad is Shmei Tiltal, and Mamele, you know how to do it that way. And therefore, you have to do it like the eight so that we said before. You have to 
bring the machitza for the chai, and then the machitza is guarding the mace, which you're not allowed to do total manatzad. That's what we heard about. That's what we said in the brisa before. The brisa before seemingly argues in this brisa. The brisa that said you have to bring the machitza, you have to do that whole tactic of sitting on the side and then protecting yourself from the sun, and then it comes out the other. The one who holds that you flip him from bed to bed holds total manatzad loishmei total. Let's say that the machlekes of total manatzad. Is um, going like a machlekes. It's like a machlekes tanam that we're going to say right now. You now let's save the tanakam. Says you now let's save the mace from the dleka. If you have a fire burning and the fire is getting close to the body of a dead person, so the tanakam says you're not allowed to save the mace. When they had dleka, I'm Rabbi Dibran Lakish. Rabbi Dibran Lakish said Shemati. I heard Shemati. And it's a mace when they had dleka. You're allowed to save the mace when they had dleka. Practically, what's the case? If there's a child or a loaf of bread, my time with the Tanakama, what's the reason the Tanakama holds? You're not allowed to move the mace. Of course you're allowed. Like we said before, everyone agrees that you will be allowed then. If you don't have a Kiko or a Tinaik, my time to Rabbi Yudub and Lakish, what's the reason Rabbi Yudub and Lakish says that you're allowed to save? You're not allowed to move the mace on Shabbos, the mace is Mukta. Alive, it must be, but It must be they're arguing about about whether you're allowed to move the mace in this way of shinoi of um, not touching him directly, but you're flipping him from you're you're transferring him from bed to bed until he's out of the sun. That the Tanakama holds Therefore, he holds you not allowed to save the mace. Therefore, you're allowed. Everyone, you can't bring me a ride that this that this is what the Machlekes Tanam is about. Maybe everyone holds that Tultum may total that you would not be allowed to transfer the mace from Mito to Mito in this kind of Eifin. Behind the times, Rabbi Dibon Lakish, so why does Rabbi Dibon Lakish say that you're um, allowed to save the mace? The Mitoch, he holds you allowed to save the mace directly. You're allowed to go and pick up the mace and bring him inside. Why? That's what the Gemara is saying right now. The Mitoch, the Baal Al since a person is Bahal. Al Mesa, a person is going is very to tumult. That's a good word for Bahal. I don't know a good word in English. Bahal to tumult. He's very to tumult regarding his mace, Lainu, and there's a fire coming. He's going to save the mace. Eli Sharis, if you're not matter him to do this Mukta Durabana, right? Mukta is just Durabana. If you're not, if you're not matter the person to save his mace, according to Rabbi Hudabal Nakesh, um, he's going to come to put out the fire which is an Isidai rice again we're not talking about a fire that is any Sakhanis Nafashas because then you better be allowed to put out the fire anyway but we're talking about a case um, like we're going to learn later on in the Masechto usual fire that's going to go out on its own you're not allowed to, you're not allowed to put out a fire in Shabbos you're allowed to put water around it now, you have to know in, in different community you know in, in, certain, in a lot of places if it's going to chas if there's any chash of Sakhanis Nafashas obviously, obviously you're allowed to put it out but if not not so I told you in a case where there's no Sakhanis Nafashis, but this person is a person's Baal al Mesai. He's going to come to put out the fire. If you're not master him to move the mace, therefore, Rabbi Dibon Lakish says you're allowed to move the mace even directly. I'm Rabbi Dibon Chiloy, I'm Rabbi Asim Rabbi Yechon, I love Rabbi Dibon Lakish's mace. I love Rabbi Dibon Lakish's mace that a person is allowed to save his mace. Um, good. Let's just finish up until the Mishnah. The Mishnah said that we said that if a person puts the kli to catch the shemen, you're allowed. But you now have enough from the ner from the shemen that's falling into into this kli because it is not menamuchan. It's mukta. It's not prepared. The left of shemen is also like our Mishnah says. Rabbi Shimon Matar, Rabbi Shimon holds his mutter because again, Rabbi Shimon does not hold of mukta. So we'll stop over here, and we will do um, continue tonight at nine o'clock in Mir Tashem. Um, everyone have a good day. Bye.